to Simpler. We are three pastors, husbands, and fathers on a journey to make life simpler by holding Jesus as the core for every belief and practice. This journey has shaped us to be more like Christ, freed us from the shame of failure, and encouraged us to a deeper love of our Lord and God. We invite you to join us in the discussions that have shaped and continue to shape our lives. My favorite thing to do is uh, ask Brian what he got for a present mm-hmm. yeah. before his birthday or Christmas. <laughs> what yep. you get? You did one time I did that and you like smoothly moved on to something else. Yeah. It was like a really good way to. Yeah. There was, there was one time. So like. Sometimes I think quickly. Especially when we record like really far in advance. I, my culture corners are pretty, are pretty generic. They're not like need to, like not like on the money exactly that week. But for some reason, someone like thought that they, they, they pulled me aside. It was one of our youth, uh, this last year. He was like, you said during your sermon that like you, yesterday you guys recorded like four episodes. He was like, hmm. what? He was like, you guys record every week though, right? <laughs> and I was like, no, what are you talking about? He was like, dude, your culture corners. He's like, they're, they're always so relevant. Like what, <laughs> what, how do you know what's going to happen in the world? <laughs> And I was like, you should pay more attention, man, because it's not that specific to a timeline. (laughs) Well, you know, what's awesome though, is it's kind of a, it's kind of the Matthew 24 thing where, uh, every, every year is the end times because Mm -hmm. there's wars and rumors of wars and famine and, you know, discontent. And you're like, oh my goodness, look, it's happening. (laughs) And you're like, yeah, have you, have you paid attention to what what are you talking about? (laughs) That's already pushed. We're good on yeah, that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I started everything. We're good. I, we, we just sat here for 20 I, minutes. I always have a mini heart attack. <laughs> well, I thought we were doing the intro to the episode. <laughs> you're, you're, you're not going to be able to, uh, you're not going to be able to transfer this video to yourself because it's going to be too long. I know. Well, the same thing with the last one. We had an opening conversation for a while, so I might have to trim them all down. Yep. It's okay. The listener doesn't care about that. Let's go over to the PCC. Woo-hoo. Let's go to Pierce's Culture Corner, everybody. And this one is a very, uh, very timely and relevant. Mm, okay. Just kidding. This this video came out over a month ago at this point. But uh, my PCC, the <laughs> Culture Corner, is about a video. You guys familiar, or do you guys know who Mr. Beast is? Yes, biggest YouTuber. Um, I can't wait for this Culture Corner. I know it's great. Um, so Mr. Beast has a part of his company. I never know if it's because they just call his name is Jimmy is the main guy on Mr. Beast. They call him Mr. Beast, but I don't Mm -hmm. know if Mr. Beast is the name of the company. I'm still getting familiarized with it, but people usually call him Mr. Beast. Yeah. Okay. I I think it's all Um, the brand. It's the whole brand. Yeah. So like there's, so there's Mr. Beast philanthropy. I always mispronounce that word, but philanthropy, um, which is the, the efforts of the Mr. Beast company to, um, to have charitable, charitable events to go get, excuse me, give back to communities, pour in, basically utilizing their now over a billion dollar company to, to pour back into, uh, to do charitable things and stuff like that. I shouldn't say it that way. He's always been pretty charitable. Yeah. I shouldn't say now, I don't mean that now that he's made right. this much, it's he's structured. He's putting structure to the giving by making the part of the company that's a philanthropist. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So within that, they, they released a video and they released something on his main uh, channel. So that the time that I watched it, this video had 78 million views. It was on the main <laughs> channel. It's in, dude, he'll have like over 20 to 50 million in a day. Like it's in, on the, he'll drop a video hours later over 50 million. It's insane. So, but this one uh, was Mr. Beast building a hundred wells in Africa. Water right. wells. Water wells, excuse me. Uh, what's a different well? Like oil wells. wells. <laughs> <laughs> he he, he Wait. built quails. <laughs> Is that Dory? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know you spoke well. <laughs> 
oil wells. I don't know why I blinked on that. I was like, there's only <laughs> water wells. What are you even talking about? Gas he wells. Built, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, he built 100 water wells in Africa. And in the midst of that as well, did you guys see that video by chance? I, I saw headlines about it. I got it. you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was, my first thought was, as much money as you have, you only did 100? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> why isn't the whole world covered in water, Mr. I mean, Beast? <laughs> Michelle um, and I did a water well once for some people. Like, <laughs> and we don't have a lot of extra money. So look at I'm that. You're I'm part like, of the problem. Look at this culture corner, man. You're part. You're part of the criticism. Uh, so anyway, so just to give a headline of, or to give you a synopsis of the video, he goes to a hundred different places, and some of them, some of the wells are like within the same uh, country or like within connecting villages and stuff, and some of them are vastly like miles apart. Like I think at one point, he travels like over a thousand miles to go from one village to another village to where he's doing the next one. So there's a lot of different places around Africa, and he highlights and explains where he's going every place. He talks about the village, he talks about the people, he talks about the schools. Like he's talking yeah, about, cool. he's talking about the community that he's that he's going to to pour in. To. Been, and it's not just wells that he does in this video. Um, they he interacts with several schools, and there's one school where they they uh, they upgraded their whole computer room, so got them all new computers. Um, there's another school where he updated all of their their chalkboards to be uh, to be whiteboards, but also to have the capability to have screens on them. That way, if they needed to use the projectors, they could use projectors. Um, and so he's updating schools as he's going along. There was one village they went to where he learned that the children were having to walk miles every day to get to school, and so he he got like over a hundred bikes to be able to give to all the children that way they could get to school more effectively there's another town he went to where there's a bike or there's a, a bridge that's connecting two villages and basically there's a village on one side and then everything else that this village needs on the other side of this river and during the dry season it's no big deal but during the wet season that river <laughs> fills up like crazy and they're having to basically rebuild a bridge every year because the bridge keeps breaking and so he built a more sustainable bridge for that and then yeah, some of the cool. wells some of the wells are, are solar powered like it's it's really it's really interesting to see kind of all the stuff that went into it and what made me go back and watch it, I'm not a, I don't, I don't watch every Mr. Beast video I've found. I find him entertaining, but I have nothing against him. I just didn't watch this one. But what drew me to it was all these negative headlines about <laughs> the fact that he built all these wells. And so first thought, just not going in is like, that sounds like a good thing. What's going on? What's going yeah. wrong? And so I, I read, I read an article. I read a few posts. One post that I saw, every single thing about it was wrong. So I was like, I can't take, what sucks is this is getting traction. Because yeah. what he, what this, what one of the posts said uh, was, that he paints the picture that that every, every single African uh, is is basically like just a just a, lives in huts. They don't they don't do anything. They have they have nothing uh, to be a part of civilization or anything like that. And that was not the case whatsoever. He went to schools that have computers and he helped them upgrade their, their systems. Right, like sure. he went to places that like it wasn't like he walked into uh, these these complete idiots that were so they were living in the Stone Age and he had to bring up like he took the the existing stuff they had and and, and upgraded it and he sure. helped give them some funding and stuff like that. But some of the other criticisms uh one of the ones that i copy and pasted from this article uh published by yahoo news so there's a prominent activist and i couldn't even try to pronounce this name but if you're interested let me know uh who contrasted against jimmy donaldson who is mr beast his actions uh saying that about the kenyan government saying that we are a shameful horrible country a begging nation that is governed by millionaires and so he actually and i won't give you all of this word for word but i have this basically what he's saying is this highlights the fact that the kenyan government should have been taking care of the schools, should have been taking care of some of these things should have been providing better water but instead they're pouring their money into their politicians and so he mm. talks up he exposes some of the things about the politicians and so what's interesting about that is he took it as a platform Who exposes it? this this activist okay. named gotcha. boniface muangi yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, right. I don't know i don't know how to pronounce the name but that's that's what they you have don't subscribe here. to that guy on youtube i don't man i'm so sorry um but he so he 
says it's embarrassing that a YouTuber had to come fix some of the stuff that the Kenyan government should have fixed. That's fair. Which again, yeah, it's well, interesting. Feel like a criticism. I know, but that's what stinks about it is people people will take this this commentary and say, ah, oh, Mr. Beast talks tra- or uh, trashes the Kenyan government. Uh, I see. I that's see. not what he's doing. Right. His actions have led people to say have revealed the exactly. So sure, like sure. so, but that's the way people are doing it. And same thing with uh, this one. A little bit easier. Saran Kaba Jones, who is the founder and CEO of Face Africa, she said that she's been. I'm assuming that's a she. I don't know if there's any pronouns in this. She just says we a bunch. They. Um, <laughs> I have no idea if it's a man or a woman, but uh, have been have been trying to build wells for for years, but they lack funding, they lack awareness, yeah. they lack these things, and then criticize well, it took took a white a rich a rich white YouTuber to come in and take that's care the of one this. I saw, and like, I was like, and it was a rich white man. Like, yeah, that's yeah, what, yeah, yeah. That's when um, I was like. Really? <laughs> no, yeah. right. So yeah, I guess it is a woman who's having these. But then later in the article, it said that she, oh, there's a she. She praised Mr. Beast for shining a spotlight on the need for clean water. And so, but you started it off by being like, this sucks, which I understand. You've been working really hard and you haven't seen the progress that he did, saw within within two a weeks. short period. Yeah. I understand how that can be frustrating for you, but don't make your press release about that. <laughs> make your press release about the fact that that this good work is being done. And I saw later as well that sh- that. Uh, some of stuff was exposed about her was that her uh, and this was just on on Twitter or she's on X um, that uh, she raised over $130,000 for Wells, but ended up spending $83,000 on her and her staff. Uh, <laughs> so some, some of the stuff about her had come out as well, which is interesting, but it, it becomes a criticism about Mr. Beast, but what's interesting as well. And I'll wrap this up real quick um, is that the day he posted it, he uh, Jimmy Donaldson, Mr. Beast said on Twitter, excuse me, X Kelly knows, I'm not, he says, I know I'm not, I'm going to get canceled because I uploaded a video of helping people. And to be a hundred percent, to be a hundred percent clear, I don't care. And then he says, he follows, he follows it up by saying, I'm always going to use my channel to help people and to try to inspire my audience to do the same. Um, And he also highlighted as well, because my, as I'm watching, I was like, yeah, this is really cool. But like this video has 78 million views. How much money is pouring in from this video? Well, he got, he got kicked back on the helping people with their eyes thing too. Yeah. Which was insane. Like that, just paying for that car, that was it cataract, cataract surgery, which literally helping blind people see like around just, just a basic, a basic surgery. He was able to help with Same thing with these wells. It's a pretty basic process, Yeah, but people don't have the means to make it happen. So he, he took the tools to go. If I had gone and if I'd gotten money, and gone and done those wells, someone would have complained about it. They mm-hmm. just wouldn't have said a rich white man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They would have well, said a poor brown said, who's man. This, who's this Mexican man? Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> I, I like his videos where uh, where he ha- sets up a one-day car lot. Mm. Have you seen those? Mm. So he'll have like 30 cars out there, and he'll, he'll have an office space. He rents out a parking lot. He puts up a sign, and he says, car lot. And people come in, and he's like, and they're nice cars. They're in good shape. They're not beaters. And he's like, uh, all right, what car are you interested? And he has his friends working it and they take the person out there and the person's like, I really like this one. Okay, well, let's take it for a drive. And they take it for a drive and they come back and they're like, are you interested? And they're like, well, yeah, how much is it? And they're like, well, is this the car you like? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, all right, here's the keys and here's the title. I just need you to sign there. It's yours. That's dope. <laughs> and they give away the whole car lot yeah. throughout the day, <laughs> you know? I and I just think that's so sick. I love it's it. It's cool, right? So- I mean, this isn't like a, I'm not trying to make this culture corner be like a, you guys need to lay off of Mr. Beast. I don't know the ins and outs of the company. <laughs> uh, I can only take him at his word. I can take these other, these other uh, people who, who make press releases at their word. Like, but it, I think it goes to show like this, 
based off of the footage of the villages and the the people that are helped in Africa, they are happy to be helped. Like we need, yeah. we need water. Yeah, we, yeah. Need, we need the option. I know right. exactly. We need Not effective water wells. Exactly. Yeah. Like we need, we need proper ways to get to school. We need a bridge that can work year round. Like these are all things that they needed and the needs were met. And what sucks is people aren't looking at the needs being met. They're just taking the opportunity yeah. to either have a headline or even if it's legit, legit criticism, like it just, it taints, it taints the good that is happening. So right. it's just interesting to see that this is where we are in culture. And even he was aware of it. Like, I'm going to get crap for this, but yeah. I'm going to help people oh, well. as much as I can help people, which is cool to see. It's neat to see. And, and but, then he uh, does videos where he, he gives his friend, I want to say it was a hundred thousand dollars in cash. And there's a spot on the ground and he says, you can, this is the spot. It can be vertically higher, you know, like, but this is the spot where the money's going to be. And he, he, 20 yards out, all the way around, he plants C4 and dynamite. He hasn't done it yet, and he, but he's got, and he goes, in three days, I'm blowing this up. However much money survives, you get to keep. Here's my credit card. Do whatever oh, you yeah. want to do to try to protect the money. And the guy brings in concrete barriers and water barrels and like everything and builds this massive thing around the money. And then the end of the video is the, you know, money shot and it blows up, everything mm -hmm. blows up and they go in there and there's things on fire and stuff and they spray it out. And I think, I think he lost three grand. He got mm. to keep oh, like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And so Impressive. You see, like, that's more money that could have gone to Wells. And you know, this know. guy, this guy just keeps getting worse what and worse, man. Jerk. Worse and worse. <laughs> Ryan, what are we talking about today, man? Today, well, we're talking about Mr. Beast uh, protein bars. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> what a this episode's brought to you by Feastables. <laughs> I think we should talk about the chocolate bar he made. The Feastables. I don't know that one. Oh, is that the one? <laughs> he has a chocolate bar in, called yeah. These Nuts. <laughs> it, it was in response to the Hershey's thing, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, they ran a Super Bowl commercial. Yeah. He said, we can't afford to run a Super Bowl commercial. Like, or we're not willing to spend the money on it. He goes... So we're just doing our own Super Bowl commercial and it ran on X and YouTube during the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's that awesome. awesome. That's great. That's cool. Uh, no, today, I mean, look, we're we're six days away from Christmas. Today, mm -hmm. we're going to talk about Christmas and the glory of God. want to talk a little bit about what does it look like for us in a very busy time for us. Uh, for some people, a happy time. For some people, maybe a sadder time. You've lost someone you love this year or you're estranged from family. But how do in the midst of all this, if you have kids with Christmas trees and presents and all the different traditions. How do we, how do we make sure that we're also considering the beauty of Christ in this moment? Good, Ryan. Christmas is just about getting presents and feeling good, right? Well, actually, Pierce, uh, no. Ugh. So there we go. Thanks for yeah. listening. <laughs> uh, it, you know what? I, I really, I really don't like. Um, we four years ago, three years ago. Three years ago, we talked about this in Christmas or two years ago, we talked about like the origins of it. And uh, I, I really don't like the extreme kickback that some Christians will do. And they're like, oh, I'm not going to do a tree. I'm not going to do presents. I'm not doing stockings. And I mean, like, I, I think enjoy the season. Um, I, I don't. I don't hear very many Christians talk about, you know, uh, a rejection of gluttony at Thanksgiving. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, so they're just getting fatter. And so yeah. like, it's, it, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's just funny to me. And people at this point, they, 
I know Christians get really ticked. Some Christians get really ticked because the person says happy holidays to you or whatever instead of, it's like, no, it's Merry Christmas. And it's just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> shut up. So I, I get really tired of the polarizing kind of thing around Christmas. I, I just want to talk about it from the standpoint of I'm a Christian. Um, I have kids. We have traditions that we do uh, where we we make and paint cookies every year. And then the kids eat almost every cookie that they made and painted, you know, right after we, they come out of the oven. It's a lot of fun. Um, the kids we, in the oven? Yeah, the kids <laughs> pop right out of the oven <laughs> eating the cookies. Man. <laughs> and if you're not uh, careful, those kids in the oven will pop out and steal your cookies. Brutal Christmas traditions. <laughs> Get in the oven, kids. <laughs> you don't turn it on, but it's just symbolic <laughs> yeah, of, yeah, yeah. of the, their birth. There you go. <laughs> so now you no, get a no, 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 no. So we, we do these cookies every year, and we've, we've started having their cousins spend the night, and it's just it's fun. And then um, one of the things that we do is because Michelle and I both like to give gifts and we can't quite contain, like, we can't wait till Christmas. Mm -hmm. So what we started doing years ago for our sake is, so funny. I know, is giving little gifts in their stockings for like the seven days mm -hmm. leading up to Christmas. Yeah. And it helps me because I'm really the gift. Oh, the so you're not giving them all the gifts. No, no, no. Okay. I thought, I thought you were about to say like, we can't, we can't handle having all those gifts. So we just give them all. <laughs> I would want to. So, yeah. so we created this so that I wouldn't. Right. What's so funny is like you can't wait to give them, but you would totally ruin Christmas. Like, hey, Christmas morning, you're like, I got nothing. Uh, we for got you. nothing this morning. <laughs> Might as well sleep in tomorrow, kids, because we don't have any. Yeah, but like, uh, so what we do is we have little gifts that go in their stockings, so that when they wake up in the morning, they for the days leading up to Christmas, mm -hmm. they get these like little appetizers almost. So we have a lot of fun things that we do. Uh, Michelle loves, absolutely loves decorating uh, for Christmas. And uh, I'm indifferent to it, but mm -hmm. she really enjoys it. So I really enjoy it for her and like helping her do that. But I also, as a Christian, I want to, I want us to think about Jesus. And I want us to mm -hmm. remember that the thing that we're celebrating is that that there was a promise that God made to send a savior into the world. And this is, this is the beginning of that. Like this is Jesus's birth is this introduction of the savior and introduction of the, of, of, of redemption to the world. Like it had been foretold. We talked about the importance of the old Testament a few weeks back and it had been foretold and it had been promised. And now here it is. And so, uh, wanting, wanting to do that. So like one of the, one of the traditions, uh, every Christmas Eve we do with Michelle's family. And then Christmas is just our day. Every family kind of does their own thing. But one of the things that we've done is that we have, uh, we, we always read, uh, the Christmas story, uh, before we open presents with Michelle's family and just take a moment to pray and just remember what we're thankful for. And like, I'm, I'm talking like five minutes, like, but just to mm -hmm. take that moment to just let our thoughts be on, on Jesus. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that we've done the last couple of Christmases, we did it, we've done it for a few times is we'll do, we'll bake, uh, we have Christmas cinnamon rolls we really enjoy and we will typically invite, and sometimes people come and sometimes they don't, but we will typically invite people over for breakfast on Christmas day, mm -hmm. uh, around 10 when we know that we're going to be done with everything and we'll, we'll, I'll do pancakes and cinnamon rolls and bacon and, um, just, just say, Hey, come over and have a cup of coffee with us. And yeah. so we've tried to invite people that, and so like trying to show people grace and kindness. Yeah. So, so like, I, I think that there's something to it and I don't know that we can make a rule about it, but I, but I think that there is a way in the midst of all the busyness and let's just be honest for some people, it's a very sad time yeah. of the year. It's a very discouraging time of the year. How do you, 
How do you take this moment when you've suffered deep loss this year or last year that your heart's still broken uh, when when someone you cared about, your family, you know, is gone? Mm-hmm. Like, how, how do you take this moment and still bring it about to Christ? We we say keep Christ as core. What could be simpler than that? We say that every every week. What does it look like for us to, as Christians, keep Christ as core? One of the, my favorite things that we did last year as a church was the daily Advent readings. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just pulled all of them up and I've started reviewing them. Um, I really wanted to rewrite them, but with the videos that Colin and I are doing, I don't have time to rewrite them this mm-hmm. year. And I don't expect everybody to remember every reading from last year. So we can yeah, use yeah. them one more time and then I want to rewrite them. But like just that, just we, we did the Advent readings with our family every why, night. Why are you pulling the Advent readings out in mid-December? <laughs> No, no, no. Like, <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's already Christmas. Uh, yeah. We've, are, we've already been ago. doing it. Got you guys have been doing it. Yeah. Yeah. You guys have been doing it. As you know. I, I, I ruined the illusion. So I, it's on me today. Yeah, but, you know, we're, we're just uh, like, I, I really wanted to rewrite that for this year mm-hmm. and just realized I couldn't. And so, but I think that even something as simple as that, this reading with our family, yeah. we, we did it last year and, and um, just to focus our attention on Christ. And so that thoughts? I think is a perspective shift that is like, like to answer your question about like, how, man, how do you go into the season if, if it causes maybe like sadness or depression um, as a believer, I'll just say as a believer, um, I think it's important to remember that this is about Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So while you're feeling sadness over family, mm-hmm. you're feeling sadness over maybe experiences you had as a child or even as an adult. And I get that from a cultural perspective of like, I'm I'm supposed to be engaging in this way. I, example, the old dude in the first home alone, mm-hmm. he's not getting to spend Christmas with his family. Like he's sad and he's just like, trying to keep busy because he's, you know, like, that's yeah. what I mean. There are people who that's the experience. He, he goes I, I into love the, that you went into that deep dive Christmas. right there. Yeah. <laughs> he goes into the church cause he can't see his granddaughter in person. So this is as close as he can get to his grand, you know? So like, right. there's a lot of people in that place. So as believers, like, how do we, how do we navigate that without it being something that just crushes us? I think yeah. it's remembering that while those are things we tend to do at this time of year, this is ultimately about Jesus. So so like while you might experience the feelings of sorrow and depression and sadness, in reality, if you put those in the perspective of who you are in Christ, they begin to fade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean they go away. Sure. But they diminish when they are put up, if you will, Next in to, the viewpoint yeah. of Jesus. Because no matter what happens in this life, if you recognize the beauty of the life you have in Christ, mm-hmm. then in the midst of the sadness and sorrow and sometimes depression, you can be reminded of who you actually are in Christ. And that's what brings you out of it. That's what brings you the joy in the midst of the sadness. So there's, I think, I mean, I'll say that like, um, it's, I would rather my mom be here Mm -hmm. for Christmas, but I mean, she's not. Yeah. Right. So like, while I might, there, for me, there's these moments like, well, I'll remember like these things we would do with my mom at Christmas when she was alive. One year she made crab legs for Christmas Eve and it was like the greatest wow. Christmas Eve. <laughs> That's awesome. She was like, she went always experiment. She always wanted to experiment. And usually it was pretty terrible when she experimented. <laughs> but that one year she's like, I want to try crab legs. I've never tried it. And that's when I fell in love with crab legs. So like, I actually still want crab legs every Christmas Eve. Yeah. We For a while we would go to China Garden um, after that, even when my mom was still alive. Yeah. 
be, on Christmas Eve because they had crab legs and we all wanted crab legs <laughs> yeah. and she didn't want to make them and they were super yeah. expensive. So like, I still crave crab legs. I know Christmas what I'm doing Eve Christmas Eve. <laughs> crab legs it is. But like, I, I, you know, what's funny. I will literally wake up Christmas Eve morning and go, I want crab legs. And when I, <laughs> when I sense that, I do feel a sense of sadness. Like, yeah. I wish yeah. my mom was because, here. But it's, because your mom's the one that introduced that to you. Right. Yeah. So that's what, I, I don't think it means the sadness goes away. Mm-hmm. What I think it means is like, in the midst of the sadness, I can be reminded putting that perspective up against Christ. Yeah. Like, this is, yeah. this is uh, who I am. I, I don't think it's one or the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, think, I think the danger is, so let's flip it on its head and say, what if all of your moments were full of joy and your moments this year are going to be full of joy? It, there, there is still the temptation to be, not temptation, but there is still the possibility of being so immersed in the busyness and the joy of the holiday that you also forget that it's a celebration of Christ. Yes. And, yes. and, and so it's still perspective. And we wouldn't, we wouldn't rob you of the tearful reflection on the loss. And we wouldn't rob you of the tearful reflection on the joy. I think yeah. both of those things are human experience. Yeah. yeah. But for the believer, we have to also say like, this is about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Ha- and you, you have, uh, Pierce, you have the youngest kids of us. Mm-hmm. And, and so like, that looks way different. Obviously your baby, you know, like she's, she has no idea. Yeah. She doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> like she, I was holding her the other night and she, she didn't know who I was. Yeah. And she was just like, ah, this is cool. <laughs> so, and, and she was like, yeah. <laughs> so, but we have the opportunity. Um, I do yeah. think as a parent, that that might be a helpful thing. Like if you have young kids or kids in general mm-hmm. to help shape that for them moving mm-hmm. forward. Like this is Seth's last Christmas as a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he'll technically be eight. I mean, he's already 18, but like yeah, yeah. this is the last Christmas. Last year home. Doesn't school. mean he's not coming home for Christmas. Sure. But like yeah. there's a potential that this might be the last time he's home for Christmas. Yeah. Potential. It won't be, but like there's a potential for it. Right. Yeah. And so the question I have to ask is like, like, have I given him good a good perspective of what life and then specifically this season is about where as he goes as an adult and as a father like he's able to perpetuate that mindset in his family like that i think is the important thing yeah like how do they how do how do the people around us think about this time of year is it really just gifts yeah. And trees and Christmas lights, which I won't get to take down until February because I'm so busy in January. <laughs> like, is it just, is it all these things like the, the, the happy and the sad? Yeah. Or is that just the season? Mm-hmm. And this is ultimately about Christ. And I think that's right. where sometimes as parents and husbands as wives and wives, we forget that like, that's, I think the important role in this season is to remind people that this is really about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, my mom used to wear this stupid pin, like button pin. <laughs> said jesus is the reason for the season mm-hmm. and yeah. like it was just dumb and but it's so right like it's yeah it's like the is i hate to say it because it's on a pin but like you really hate people wearing hate pins, pins that express their faith because <laughs> what was that what was that movie where it was kidding. called where it was called like swag or something on uh, on servers like waitresses and waiters yeah and i don't know i've seen a clip along of came polly uh, that's what it was yeah is that what it was? Yeah, they talk about Alon Polly. They talk about, talk about an office space as well where she's... Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Maybe it was all connected, <laughs> but I don't like pins. Anyways, but like, it, it's just correct. Yeah, yeah. Like, it is correct. In the midst of the quirkiness of my mom wearing a pin mm-hmm. on around Christmas, ugh, like, 
It's it's right. Jesus is the reason for well, everything. I've got a few but days like, to find your perfect Christmas gift. <laughs> giant pin. <laughs> giant pin. But I I think that's the important thing is like you can you can develop any kind of traditions you want for your family that I don't think have to be all be like mm-hmm. Jesus stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you can have yeah. cookies yeah. where you put your kids in the oven and bake them with the cookies. <laughs> you, can have, <laughs> you can have all that kind of stuff. But I do think I do think it's a good idea. To maybe have some things in the midst of those traditions that are helping point yeah. your family towards Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We we've tried with because it's stuff that we're we're our oldest three. So like we're st- we're still getting used to like um the ho-hos. What, the ho-hos. Like, what, is that, <laughs> what does that look like for her? Because I mean, every year she gets older. There's, there's a little Debbie snacks. Yeah, there's all there's all the questions that go into it. Like uh so like her first few years of life, there wasn't, a, there wasn't a need for her to discuss Santa Claus, but she's at that mm. point now where she's discussing all those things. And so we're Don't having send more. send her to camp that I'm preaching that. Yeah. So we're having more pointed conversations uh, about it, but like, but also anytime I've, I've tr- tried to train myself that anytime Christmas gets brought up, uh, for instance, she, she found a Cindy Lou who, uh, little doll from the Grinch mm-hmm. and, uh, and she was so excited about it. And she was like, Oh my gosh, can we, can we, can we watch this? Can I watch Cindy Lou? Who? And I was like, let me find it real quick. So we, we found it on, uh, on Peacock. We found the newer one on Peacock. And so we watched it and it was all like, just he Grinch was the whole first monologue complaining about Christmas. I was like, you know what we celebrate at Christmas? She goes, uh, yeah. And I was like, what do we celebrate? And she goes, um, uh, and I was like, we celebrate the birth of Jesus. She goes, yeah, it's Jesus' birthday. <laughs> she, she got so excited about it. And so trying to, in that moment, that was 30 seconds. That was that yeah. was, that was was a little interaction. She is so but, funny. But she is. She's ridiculous. Yeah, it's 30 she, seconds that could shape the rest of her it's, life. Yeah, exactly. And, and every every time every time Christmas is brought up, hey, you know what Christmas is about? Yeah, it's Jesus' birthday. Like, because yeah. that, that for her, that's the reality for her. Like, everything else is additional. Until that's she's a little reality. older and you have to break it to her that Jesus' birthday was probably yeah, in the, no. later uh, in the spring. August, yeah, you should break your heart now. Yeah. <laughs> No, but dad said. <laughs> Why did you lie to me, dad? Why did you lie to me, dad? What's this mean about ho-ho? <laughs> no, but I think it's it's true. Like, even if it's not a set in stone, like we have an Advent reading for the whole month yeah. right. that Ryan is still trying to figure out how to do in the middle of December. But <laughs> even if it's not something like that, just the reminder. Yeah periodically like this that's what it's about you know what's funny too is i bet you're reminding yourself about that too yeah 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 because it is i think even as pastors like it's easy to get caught up in the like the the chaos of all the stuff going on yeah even like the boys will not go to walmart or any store with me during christmas unless they have to because i go i don't know why it's every store i go to especially if i have a shopping cart i my pace is like like a million miles an hour. Yeah, I remember and, you talking about this months ago and everybody just stops in your way and oh, you're like, oh my it goodness. It is. And they stare at me when I like, when I like whip around them and they just stare at me like, what are you doing? And I just stare back like, I'm walking. Like, I'm doing? walking here yeah. is what I'm doing. I, yeah. So like it's, they don't want to go because at Christmas is way worse with the people in the aisles and I just like whip through and I'm like, <laughs> it's, you you know where you can't, you can't fix it is at the checkout line. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah it's bad <laughs> i i feel like sometimes i feel like when i'm in the checkout line there's someone sticking a door frame next to me and just continually catching my belt with over <laughs> and over and over again so i try not to go to the stores during christmas but just in the midst of the chaos i think it, things yeah. like that it's 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 sometimes hard to remember like man this is an opportunity for us to just stop take a breath and just be reminded of the birth of our savior and yeah. i think yeah. that's maybe the perspective we have to have 
no matter what your traditions are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. The, I'm with you. Like it feels like a worthless fight to try to change culture's perspective about Christmas. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm not saying it's, it's like wrong to have the conversation with people. I, I just feel like, what if we, what if we looked at this as an opportunity to talk about the, the yeah. good news of Jesus rather than to try to make culture. I think you're fighting the wrong fight. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So I'm going to say, you know, it's funny. If someone says Merry, uh, happy holidays to me, I'm going to say Merry Christmas. Yeah. And then just leave it at that. They can, they can do with that what they will. And that's, yeah. that's me. Cause I'm, well, maybe I should try to do that different this year. Cause I'm trying to be more docile. <laughs> well, but it's, that one's but, probably not going to change. But I don't, I don't <laughs> think that that's rude. I think that there are a lot of people in our society who, if they said happy holidays to you and you're like, Oh yeah, Merry Christmas to you too. They're not going to be offended. Yeah. The, the people who are going to be offended are the people who get offended about everything. Yeah, right? yeah, They're going to be offended anyway. Like, and, and those are the people that I have a difficult time. That's what I'm going to say. Merry more Christ. More Christ. <laughs> but it's, it's the same thing. Like, you know, um, People, Christians will say something like, you know, I, I don't like it when Christians say Xmas, you know, we shouldn't say X is out the name of Jesus. Right. And, and they're like, it was so, always Elon. Elon so, was trying to make it about him. <laughs> Everything is his, his X. Yeah. So, you know, people will say that. And I'm like, I don't, I don't use Xmas. I use Christmas because I keep Christ in Christmas. And what's funny to me is like, they don't understand that that X is Kai, which mm -hmm. is the first letter of the name Christ. And it's like, Oh, come on, man. And so like, it just, I, I think, I think we're bothered by too many things in the tradition. Like, I yes. wonder if most Protestants know that the origination of this was Christ mass. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, know. A, you know what I mean? Like we're, we're bothered by things that don't really have the weight. Like, right. Like it's probably a lot of people know, maybe they don't that like the origination of the Christmas tree was a German holiday where they would hang testicles of actual mm -hmm. animals on the tree to pray, pray for fertility to their. Yeah, I still God. do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like it doesn't like gotta maintain you, the traditions, you, man. You offer a service at the end of November <laughs> yeah. to spay and neuter people's pets, That's right, yeah. just so you have your decorations it's all for free, your trees. Yeah, exactly. I'll take care of it for free. I just trying to keep the tradition alive. <laughs> so like there's there's if you were gonna say I'm gonna fight all these battles in my mind, yeah. you have to fight all. The battles absolutely right, which yeah. means that you're changing it completely or you could just say listen there are aspects of this cultural holiday that are not actually a representation of jesus mm -hmm. and you could you could interact within the culture that is just celebrating a special holiday and say man can i tell you the good news about jesus like yeah. here's what it means that he came yeah like if if we're gonna make the christmas season it, it, like a lot of people who are trying to quote keep christ in christmas are making it like you said, just about all these petty traditions and customs, rather than about the intent that yeah. what we're doing is we're celebrating uh, the coming Savior. That's what we're celebrating. You know what? You can't. No matter what culture does, you can't take Christ out of a no, celebration of Christ. You can't. No. So no. what? What they're ultimately trying to say, keep Christ in Christmas, is like let's not make this about something other than Jesus. I understand that push, um, which I don't. I'm going to celebrate the birth of Jesus no matter what culture does. Sure. Not that I have to. I don't think it's a biblical mandate no, to do that, but mm -hmm. I'm going to do it as long as it's still a, a thing that we do. I'm going to continue yeah. to do it. I'm still going to celebrate yeah. his death. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's things I will continue. I will continue to meet with the assembly of believers on Sunday mornings mm -hmm. yeah. or whenever we meet, you know what I mean? Like you there's things I will continue to meet. Yeah. 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 There were things I will continue to do no matter what culture does. If the, if the government says it's illegal for us to meet on or to, to meet 
to celebrate, to worship together, I will still do it. Yeah. We'll That's what I mean. It's it. like, yeah. so it's not like that would be like saying the government needs to keep, they needs to keep church in church. Like yeah. they can do whatever <laughs> the heck they want to do. And I'm still going to worship mm-hmm. my yeah. God with 100%. other believers. Yeah. And, and we can, I think have differing opinions about cookies and stockings and trees and whatever. Like we, we never did Santa with our kids. And I mean, I don't, I don't really care that there are people who do. It doesn't bother me. Mm. I never felt like it was something that I was trying to make a point on. Right. It was just something that we didn't do. We do brown and, Santa. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, ho, ho, ho. Why do brown people talk like that? <laughs> that sounds more like Fat Albert from back in the day. Than it does <laughs> like a, That's exactly <laughs> what I had pictured in my head. <laughs> wow. Racism alert, everybody. Because <laughs> he's got the big red shirt. Remember? I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's Bill Cosby being God. Fat Albert. Well, there you go. That's that's the that's problem. The problem. <laughs> First racism, now Bill Cosby. What are you doing, man? That's so, funny. That's funny. Uh, but I think that we can... <laughs> Yeah, you know Brown Santa. <laughs> oh, ho, ho. that's so good, man. It's just funny that that was your first instinct, and you like jumped into it too. You were you were a hundred percent committed to it. <laughs> I couldn't help it. Hey, what I mean by Brown Santa is they know that I'm Santa, right? Right. right. So yeah. I leave out Dr Pepper and sugar cookies. <laughs> you know Do you what? want Ryan to dress up as Black Albert now? <laughs> Fat Albert, excuse me. Uh, On on Christmas morning, I'm going to wake my boys up by going, oh, oh, oh. Uh, I want Ryan to be outside their window in a full full outfit. Yeah. And Pierce is going to dress up like Black Albert. Like Black Albert, yeah. I'm crying and I'm sweaty and wow. Uh, that was like the greatest thing you've ever done on a podcast, friend. Uh, now I get canceled, but uh, yeah, <laughs> that's really funny. I do. I will say this. <laughs> Can you get us back on track? I do still struggle. I'm willing to have the conversation still about it, but I do still struggle with the idea of perpetuating a lie. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, I agree with About that. Santa. Cause I think you can do the Santa thing without making it real. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So you, I totally understand. I don't want my kids to be like the weird kids who are, they were like, we've never heard of Santa Claus. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, yeah. I, right. Why did I say it like that? I don't know. You're in a heart of Santa Claus, eh? Now we're just all doing voices. It's all accents now. Yeah. But I, I don't like the idea of like, like I remember this. I remember as a kid, I was at some family member's house and we were in the front yard and it was like Christmas Eve, I think, mm-hmm. at night. And they were like, oh, was that Santa's sleigh? Did you see that in the sky? Like they're like literally trying, trying to make to, me yeah, look for... Yeah. The sleigh, like, I don't like the idea of perpetuating a lie like that. Yeah. You could do all the celebration, all the story without making it like a real thing. Yeah, and I, I get it that that's my opinion, but it's a very yeah. strong opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you feel very strongly about it. Yeah. 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 I agree. Yeah. 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 We talked about that specifically with 
there's a Christmas movie that both Hannah and I enjoy. I think it came out the year we got married, maybe the second, maybe a year after that, but it's called, it's called Claws. It's a Netflix original. It's a, it was up for a few Academy Awards. It's a really cool animated movie. It's just, a, it's a fun Christmas story and it mm-hmm. centers around, it's, they try to make like an origin story of Santa Claus, which like they hint at like, this is what we did in this one town. It's not really the thing, but at the very end, it has like the magical whatever. And so we were like, well, we really want to watch that movie, but like, how does that work with, with, with Riley? Just like, we don't want to bring that confusion. We don't bring, because, because the culture we're in perpetuates that line. Yeah. And so we're just, so, but, but, but my first response is like, we watch the movie because mm-hmm. we watch other movies with her. Like, we're not worried about whether or not she thinks so Star Wars, Toy Story is, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she's not worried about her toys coming to life every right. night because of Toy Story. Right, like, yeah. So like we can still watch the movie and enjoy a movie, yeah. Like without it having to be real, yeah. without it having to be us, us making it real for her. Yeah, if the, that makes sense. The only difference being like what you've already just said, Micah, is that there's a cultural presentation of it that presents him as real. Yeah, yeah. and there isn't a cultural presentation can, of like Toy Story. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So just nav- learning to navigate that. For I sure. mean, the fix is instead of watching that, you just watch Die Hard with your kids. <laughs> the, the, the real Christmas movie, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Which is which is a fun. We do we watch Home Alone, um, pretty much all of them, all the first three. Yeah, mm-hmm. not the other ones. The other ones are not actually Home Alone. Yeah, um, but the first is it three? Two. Oh, first two. Sorry, Just first two. Yeah. First two, um, like while we're setting up our yeah. Christmas stuff mm-hmm. after Thanksgiving every year. So that's kind of like a fun, yeah, a fun thing. And we watch Elf every year. And it's there's fun. there's there's risk with that as well. Like when uh <clears throat> when like what if they believe Aiden, that they're going to be Home Alone. <laughs> That's right. Aiden, maybe Grayson, one of the two, when they were pretty young, like three, um, <laughs> went over to Cammy's mom's house and <laughs> called her a horse's ass. Oh, no. Because <laughs> I'm alone. <laughs> so, yeah, there's, there's risk There's funny. risk in any of that stuff. But uh, I think it's it, – the point is I think you – I, I'm just saying I don't like the idea of getting so caught up in the cultural aspect of it that you're telling your kids a lie yeah. about that kind of stuff. What's that? Nothing. No. I'm just thinking back a few minutes. Ho, ho, ho. Oh. <laughs> I, really think you should, I really think you should get that costume, Pierce. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Make it happen. <laughs> there, I don't, I, I'm okay with Ryan being canceled because of this scenario. I don't need to bring myself into it. <laughs> he can dress up as... As as fat Albert. <laughs> All I said was ho ho ho. That is not what you said. <laughs> but how did you say it? <laughs> I was inspired by Fat Albert. I watched yeah, that cartoon growing that up. That was a great Black cartoon. Black Albert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great cartoon. Yeah, I uh oh shoot, I lost it. I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh, so the so you introducing the podcast, introducing this episode, Ryan talking about like how basically how can we partake in like cultural Christmas things and, and make our aim still be the glory of God and make the aim yeah. about Jesus. We've talked about different practical things for sure in the midst of that. And so like, even, even with, um, and I think you guys have basically said this, but I'll just add it again, I guess, even with us striving to, to navigate well, the culture we're in, the movies we'll see the, the, the conversations that Riley will have at school and with her friends and things like that. Like even learning how to navigate that, like my goal isn't like, how can I tiptoe or, or argue or change or like whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. Like my goal isn't 
the culture, my goal is still Jesus. Will that affect culture? Absolutely. Will it affect mm-hmm. the people around? Absolutely. But yeah. I need to make, I don't need to so focus so hard on like, I'm not doing Santa Claus that like, yeah. that that's my aim. My aim is Jesus. Yeah. And in the midst of that, we can watch the movies. We can do the things, whatever. Like, and I think for some, for some people, like, um, so like for instance, with, with home alone, like there's, there's going to be things in your own kids' lives that may be more influential on your kids than others or less influential on your kids than other kids. So like, I'm not trying to paint a picture of like, no, ab- you have to watch Claus this Christmas. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying, I think you're going to apply a mentality of, I want to glorify God in this season and and make Christ and proclaim the birth of our Savior well to my family. And sometimes it's going to look different in your household as it will other mm-hmm. households. And like, you you might have some kids that are more sensitive or less sensitive to certain, to certain things happening. So like, how can you glorify God in the midst of your family? And that takes intentionality. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't, I don't care to give a list based off of how I've done it or how you guys have done it. I think we can learn from another in, sure. in community, but how can we apply? Okay. I want to, I want to, I want my kids to know this is about Jesus. Yeah. And how can you make that effective within your household? I think my concern is like the people who come out of the woodwork to, like you said, kind of everything's about combating culture. Mm-hmm. And they're like, it's about Jesus. It's about Jesus. Um, I would argue that they're probably inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're, they're making, you know, this week or a couple of weeks about Jesus, but really if we're followers of Christ, our lives should be about Mm -hmm. Christ. So I'd, I'd argue that the flip is true as well, that if you really struggle with making Christmas season, a reflection on Christ, you probably really struggle in your day-to-day life. You probably are struggling in June of making your day-to-day life. Or they just don't. Yeah. Um, and, and so if it's only Christmas, right. So if you are someone whose aim is Jesus. I think the point is that your aim is Jesus, whether yeah. it's the middle yeah. of the summer or whether well, it's, and know. I think if we want to, if we want to influence culture, then let's stop trying to change culture's perspective in their own minds. And let's mm-hmm. start celebrating Jesus as believers All where the, the culture sees it. Well, I'm just thinking even like at Christmas, like if, yeah. if believers, if their whole life was like a, the, the light of Jesus during the season, if what they talked about was, man, it's so great to celebrate the birth of like that, sure then that begins to influence culture because now they're seeing there are actually people who are yeah, actually true. celebrating the birth of Jesus. Yeah. Where we can influence culture from that that perspective rather than saying, I got to change the way that you culture think about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We we become the force of change rather than just trying to change somebody else's yep. mind. Yeah. And we do it by, by being people who are convinced of it in our own minds mm-hmm. that this is about Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dope. Which means I can't go to the stores. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, I will not represent Jesus well at the stores. Yeah. And there's some people that thrive in those environments, man, which is insane to me. It blows oh. my mind. But there's some people that go there and they're just happy as can be the whole time. You know, in the I midst don't of like stores chaos. on a Saturday now. Period. Right. Yeah. Especially when there's always someone trying to sell me something outside of Walmart. On oh Saturdays. gosh. Oh, dude. I, I talked to your son the other day about that. Like, I don't know why that that frustrates me so much. Not them as an individual, just just the fact that it's happening. Like, why are we okay? Like, I'm one. I need to go here. The biggest one that upsets me is um, is the AT and T stand at Sam's. <laughs> hate I it, never dude. walk past it. I, I intentionally avoid it. Like, I, I I hate that you're here. Like, I walk right by them. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> well, and there was one time like because they put all the seasonal decorations on the up opposite side of that stand, and so during the Halloween season, Riley, we don't own any like Halloween inflatables or anything, but she gets so excited to see like the goofy skeletons and the scarecrow little thing, the little blow ups, and so and plus they're massive, they're huge, and so she's so excited to go see those inflatables, and so we're standing right by them, <laughs> and this woman who like was the worst like just there's nothing about the way she interacted with me that was appealing whatsoever she was just like hey 
what's your phone service? That's no joke how she asked it. And I was like, I was like, we just switched over to Mint Mobile and we really enjoy it. And she goes, okay. And then like walks away from me. And I was like, <laughs> I don't even want to be here right now. I'm just standing near, near you because my daughter's stoked on these balloon things. Like you should ask her, what's your phone service? What's your phone service? Was it at and You should have just said your mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But yeah, doesn't frustrate me as much as a uh, belt loop. Hmm. Or um, mm-hmm. what do we say yours was? Um, oh yeah, USB. Oh USB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. not specifically not that plug. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, I, it, it's the Mike is right though. That's the math behind it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is part of the reason for me. I, know I said it earlier. I know. Yeah, yeah. I do think that here. there's a, a cultural thing I like around Christmas that I I would love to continue to implement more is the idea of giving. Mm-hmm. Like it seems to be like culture kind of is in that in that perspective. Like there is something about this season that makes us be yeah. more more giving. Mm-hmm. And so um I don't think that's a bad idea at all for mm-hmm. believers to even be more so giving than yeah, yeah, yeah. than yeah. other people. Not as a rule, but I, I just think it's an opportunity for us to really show the love of Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, which which is a really good like it's it's shifting the perspective as we we often say and was, we've said a lot this episode is that culture will tell you well it's because of this time of year that you should be giving but what you're saying Micah is like now we have the opportunity because where culture is with giving let's show them how we can actually give in the with the mindset of Jesus yes. like with the mindset of Christ and so sure this is what culture does but there are some Christians that will say well it's what we got to do because that's what everybody else is doing like right. no let's let's make it about Jesus you know what I I'm wondering too like <clears throat> maybe a shift for us as a church is that we encourage, we encourage people at the 456 to be more giving to each other. Like one of the things that we probably haven't thought about much is the, maybe the stress. Like what if, what if you're a family that has so little that you can't give much to your kids even Mm -hmm. at Christmas like that? There's probably even people at church like that. Mm -hmm. And so maybe even just like within our, within our assembly, within our church, like being able to say like, we're going to, we're going to be more giving to each other yeah. in this time. Like begin yeah. there. You know what I mean? Like imagine the, like the, the joy of knowing, like I'm part of, I'm part of a local church that like just dotes on people really well at Christmas, mm-hmm. you know, Not all the time. We want to be that way all the time, but you know, especially, yeah. especially in this time, there's a story I love from the, the family that led my dad to Jesus um, lived in, Pampa, Texas, the Bruces, mm-hmm. um, they owned, um, a few companies and, um, mainly a moving company and an oil company, but, uh, they would always give, um, I can't remember if it was Thanksgiving or Christmas, so they would always give away, um, like a big Turkey to mm-hmm. their, to their employees, all of their employees. Cool. And, uh, I think the story goes one year they had a, uh, maybe a secretary, that was uh, like getting all those, like the gift bags and the turkeys and stuff together for the employees. And mm-hmm. I guess the Bruce's had just hired some fairly new people to work at the company. And uh, they told the secretary, you know, get these people a turkey and gift bag as well. And, and the secretary was like, well, why? They just started working here. Like, why do they get the same thing the rest of us mm-hmm. get, even though they just mm-hmm. started working here? See where this is going. And the Bruce's were like, like, no, they, they get the same thing because they're, they're part of us. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. anyway, so it was just like this cool reflection. I think of that same heart of, of, mm-hmm. of giving, like it, this isn't about, you didn't earn this Turkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's so much like the story of, of yeah. the workers, like yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm giving 
as I choose. It's mine. Yeah. I choose what I'm going to, what I'm going to give it. It's just like a, it's such a fantastic perspective. Um, we used to, I don't know if you remember this Pierce, but we used to have college students, probably your age when (laughs) they were in college, tell me and Ryan, um, I can't wait till I have money someday so I can be more giving. Mm -hmm. And we would always tell them like, probably how generous you are now with the little you have is probably a reflection of how generous you're going to be someday when you have more. Mm -hmm. And I think that that generosity, um, is an, uh, an opportunity for us to proclaim Jesus. Well, Mm -hmm. especially during this season, if Mr. Beast can dig water wells, you know (laughs) what I mean? Like, yeah. And as far as I know, he isn't a believer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. So anyways, I was just thinking of like other ways to like bring glory to Jesus mm, absolutely. in this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> wow, Micah. That's so do you guys have anything else to add to Christmas and glorifying God? I feel like we covered a bunch of Yeah, I think it's just perspective, a idea. perspective and I think know, a simpler viewpoint would be uh, don't bake your kids with the cookies. We're still do it, man. <laughs> I don't feel like I said that. Now I got to go back and listen to that. <laughs> the way I heard it was. You said we put them in the oven. Um, and then the kids eat them. Well, you said something about something, the cookies yeah. and the kids before that. And yeah. then you said we put them in the oven. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We knew what you meant. But yeah. Yeah. It's just funny. Sorry, I think I heard like you, like, like the kids bring them out of the oven. Um, but I misheard it as like the kids come out of the oven or something. Yeah. Like that. And I was like, that's silly. Yeah. The yeah, oven children, silly. the oven children try to snatch up the cookies and mm-hmm. you got to beat the oven children. Do, do you not have children that come out of your oven and try to drag you in there and then <laughs> bake you <laughs> on a daily basis? It sounds like a Halloween okay. story. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Like the backside of the oven goes into Hansel and Gretel's, mm-hmm. uh, the, the witch's home. Like yeah, it's yeah. a portal. There's you an know, episode of Gumby where they do that. Not specifically the Chronicles of Narnia has a wardrobe that leads you to Narnia, and but I have an oven that leads me to it. <laughs> to the pits of hell. <laughs> <laughs> There's an episode of uh, of Gumby. I haven't seen the original episode. I've seen the overdubbed of episode. Gumby? Gumby, yeah. You remember yeah, yeah. the no, show? I totally do you remember know. you were there when it was made? I know. <laughs> but they they their oven, they try they try to bake some some cookies or some bread or something, and then the dough just <laughs> just like goes wild. The clay goes everywhere. And so he's like, well, I saw a dubbed version. So he's like, man, what's going on over there? <laughs> so they got to go over there and they open it up and then they clear, all, clear out all the dough. And then there's something in the oven and they say, who's that? He's like, well, I don't know. And they climb in, they climb into the oven and they go into, they like find this factory of all these different, it's, it's wild. It feels like a trip for sure. But the dubbed it version, was. it probably was. <laughs> the dubbed version is really funny, but it probably is Probably don't show that to not your kids because then they're going to start, start going into uh, ovens. Yeah. <laughs> I know, which is funny for like the 40s to be showing yeah. cartoons like that. Wait a minute, there's fun things in the oven. Just <laughs> hey. top, top, toss that open and jump jump in there. So speaking of Christmas, <laughs> I think I think we've done it, man. So I, w- I want to know your guys' thoughts. There, like we've said earlier, or we've said throughout the, throughout the episode, there's a lot of things culturally, a lot of things uh, with traditions specific to families and specific to where you are in the world. Um we're curious for you guys as listeners and watchers, like where, where do you, where do you on, where do you stand on that? Like, are you someone who still does, does Santa, but it's more in the way of, of kind of what we were talking about earlier. Are you someone who like, who like actively avoids anything traditionally? This will be the last podcast. Do you, do you, yeah. We're closing out in 2023. We're just done. Uh, do you, what, what are your traditions? I make, I make the, the checks mix every year for our house. We make cheese log every year. So we mm-hmm. have food traditions and actually selfishly send me your food tradition recipes. Cause I want to and try out new things. If you guys need charcuterie boards for your cheese logs, there we go. Hit the website. Audix Woodworks. Audix Woodworks. That's in the show notes. Uh, go check out Micah's Woodworks 
uh, charcuterie boards, coasters, and and all the sizes in between those things. We'll right? keep oh, my. more stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. awesome. Trying to do some brisket boards, like giant, yeah, like giant cutting boards for like steaks and briskets. Awesome, huh. dope. Well, hey, hey, we're at the Garden Audio as always. Go check out Stephen. Him and his wife's realty team uh, is at eighty seven Realty Group. The reason why I say it that way is because the the Guardian Audio social media is no more, but you can still reach out to him through him and his wife's uh, realty team called 87 Realty Group. Go see what's got going on over there. Shoot them a message. Say, Stephen, thank you for the podcast. And hey, tell Merry Christmas. Merry more Christ. Tell him that too. Oh my gosh. Wow. I, th- I, th- I, thought I, miss- I thought I missed it. Then I went to go talk and it just came out. Golly, I'm, I apologize for that. Right That's in the okay. microphone. <laughs> Here's a uh, for you. Good thing this is just my microphone, right? It was a pretty quiet It was. But I, I mean, thought, quiet microphone, <laughs> quiet burp. I thought I blocked it, man. I yeah. thought I, I thought I finished it. Anyway, so we're at Simpler Pod on social media as well. <laughs> Go give us a follow. Uh, all that fun stuff. And hey, we hope you guys have a great have a great Christmas. Have a great time. Uh, we look forward to um, keeping the Simpler community going into the new year. We're stoked on it. And hey, Minus as 1%. always, exactly <laughs> as always, keep Christ's core. What could be simpler than hey, that? Hey, hey. <laughs> 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 That was so good. <laughs>